0: Yo, yo, what's up, what's up? This is your boy, the host, with the most a toast, Leader Johnson of the Father Leader Sports Podcast. Listen, man, we're going to get right to it. Villanova played Georgetown, and I'm, listen, you got to understand right now what's the best thing to, to look at in this game. And I want to talk about Kalev Daniels first. Kaleb Daniels is now averaging twelve points some points a game. Quietly, you, you're looking at that, and when you look on it, if you're looking from a stat point, you're like, I'm going to have to worry about this guy. But if you look at Kaleb Daniels, Kahlib is shooting 46, almost 47% from three, 54% from the field, 75% from free throw line. He is a walking, don't touch him. Yo, seriously, listen, and and it's throwing a monkey wrench into my whole draft. If anybody saw my draft, my mock draft, I came in with, I'm really on to this 2021 draft. This is a big draft. It's it's the game-changing draft I always talked about. I know everybody talks about Monty Bates' draft. Jalen. Ah, this is the one. As good as Monty is, those, those drafts don't even equal up to the talent in this draft the unbelievable talent in this draft. So let's go. Caleb is 64210. And what he's doing right now is bullying people in the inside. He's shooting great from the outside and then it's like you got to foul him. He's going to get better and better and better. And he is scary how good he is. And the crazy part is he's a Villanova player and let's just watch. Just watch. I don't think he goes in the draft. To Dre, I think the next year is the one everybody's going to want to look at. How's Khalid doing the next year? And I think he scores 18 a game next year. I just don't think he'll do it this year. I think he'll get around a 13 a game. I think it'll be his average. But he's going to keep those percentages in shooting. He's going to be dangerous. I mean, you look at Jeremiah Robinson, I just feel like him and Moore and Gillespie are the three. But as far as the productive... Go hard three. But Jermaine Samuels is the guy everybody's like hard. Oh, they forget. I mean, he has some great moves in this game. He continues to play great defense. He continues to rebound at a high level. It's only a matter of time before Samuels breaks out and he just have like he did last year. When they needed him, all of a sudden, you know, because Sadiq Bey was doing his thing. But it was a time of three games straight where Samuels was lighting people up. He was the man that game. Like Samuel is the peak person. He's always the great basketball player. What I mean by that, he just want to play ball, win the game. He don't care about the score, or whatever. Not saying everybody does, but some people have to set their tone by being who they are. And he knew Sadiq Bey had evolved at a great rate, a greater rate than he did. And guess what he did? He put his game aside. And boom, the more efficient man, like this is how he is. And Jeremiah, J- Jeremiah Robs Earl's the guy, person this year, but this game though, both those guys and Justin Moore had a, you know, effective but you know, really decent game. He used to have it. Justin Moore five points, eight rebounds, six assists. You add, he was one for five from three. He wasn't two for seven from the field. He, he really wasn't shooting at a high percentage like that. So it was, you know, if you look at Justin Moore, then you look at Jermaine Samuels, he was 3-for-10 from the field, 0-for-5 from three, Uh, 7.6 rebounds, you know, and two assists. I mean, then you look at Robinson Earl was nine points, four rebounds. Wasn't too bad, 3-for-9, but he was 2-for-4 from three at two trades. You know, that's big coming from a guy at his position. And if you look at this, then you look at Kaleb Daniels. Him and Kyle Gillespie were like the Splash Brothers. Both hit five three. Daniels was five for nine. Gillespie was five for seven. Khalib was six for eleven. Uh, Daniel, uh, Gillespie was six for ten. And you know what? I'm looking at you know, looking at the game, looking how good. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of guys were saying this. I didn't know if Calib would start, but I know when Antoine didn't. I said it's time for Calib for real. And then, what I didn't expect this lineup. I didn't expect Justin Moore and Khaleb both to be on the floor. So that lets you know I, I was on something about Antoine not playing the three. If Antoine comes back, this is interesting. I don't think does Calib sit down? Does, does Antoine come off the bench as a small four or a shooting guard? Probably a shooting guard. But he's gonna come off the he's gonna come off that bench. There's no doubt about it. He's getting a lot of P.T., a lot more, I think, than Slater. And just as much as Swatter, I think Slater's always the guy. And I think all three of those guys could all be on the floor more. And then you look at Dixon being put back because Dada would come off the, the bench. It's a little different. Is that going to be or is it going to be Dada and Robertson Earl? Or are they going to switch it up and do it? Like I said, they're only doing the Daniels situation. Because of Antoine being out, it go to Dada and Antoine and um Samuels, with possibly, if you're looking at it, it could be Caleb Daniels. And Colin Gillespie, and you're looking at Justin Moore and Antoine. That's that's just where I come from with it. I think that happens. I think that happens. And now you're looking at, and then, then then, you're looking at the lineup. Like I say, that one lineup with Moore and Daniels. Now, now that's a lineup, Moore and Daniels and Robinson. That will be a lineup that will get played a lot. It's just that Dada will start. He will get time. It takes no time away from the key guys that can play because Moore come off the bench and be your sixth starter. And But you still got Antoine. And you, then let's stop a little bit. Brandon Slater, what I tell you about I said all these four points, four or five points a game. You know, a four points from, from two baskets from Slater. Four he had four points, five rebounds, and a plus fourteen. That's two plus fourteen. That's two big games, y'all. And you're talking about how he's shooting. The way Slater is playing this game right now, and the way he's shooting, he's super efficient. He's one of them. Him and Daniels are the most two of the most efficient guys, and you'll you'll see me post some stuff about Slater and Daniels tomorrow on Twitter. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's it's it. With Slater, and always said he's the key. Like him and are the key because they recruited him to be those guys. And they didn't recruit them to sit here and not be productive. These guys were top sixty recruits, high four stars. So Slater, with him doing what he's doing now, he's Brandon Slater. He's back. It's it's, it's unquestionable. You're talking about some people, always just Harvard, even though I'm like, it's college basketball. You, you produce in one game, you can produce in another game. What are you talking about? It's Hartford. They're a college basketball team, and a tough one. You know, not as tough as Big East, but they, you know, made their mark. But at the same time, it's still a college basketball team. If a guy that's on the bench produces, he can produce any other time. And that's always my belief. But, once again, against Georgetown, Slater, with, with the momentum dunk, started it all. Like Slater is here. The guy that, that he got out of high school is here now. Brandon Slater has arrived, and I'm excited because the guy's a damn good player. Cole Swider, 10 points. He's here. I mean, he's doing the same thing he did when he was out of high school, picking his spots comfortable. Big East is theirs now. They're juniors. They playing like juniors that's dangerous man and then Eric Dixon come in Eric Dixon can come in Eric Dixon come in and give you five points they have a bench ladies and gentlemen they have a bench. And when Dada and Antoine get back, whew, whenever they get back, now if there's no like rush because they had Slater is playing like the same type of player that they recruited. That they have been wanting to, to, to they have been wanting him to be like this. And it, it is so exciting. It's cause now I like I love Slater coming out of high school and it's time you're gonna see when you don't see him score points, you know that he's just a basket away. He wants to, it just wasn't that time. You know, they're bench players. bench players can go zero. Play some good defense, take up some good minutes, you know, because bench is not always going to be like that. It's like, they, times they're going to have zero games. A lot of times we are going to have zero points. Not everybody. Sometimes it might be one guy, two, one guy, four. It's just the defense was good, or one guy, two, and say Dixon got two, and nobody else got nothing, but they still won the game. They're the bench. Play good defense, good rotation, on the offense. You'll get your time to shine. Of course, you have to, you know, most times. Or half the time be a scoring threat to which you average. You know, cause sometimes you're gonna score two. But if look, like I say, I'm looking for three points a game, three to four points a game. Well, four points a game would be huge. Three points a game would be good for Brandon Slater. And and Swider, cause he shoots them threes, man, we need five to six. Right now, we probably we need more from Swider because ain't too too many, Swider's gonna have to be like a a seven-point-a-game score. He's gonna have to be that guy. And we need Slater to also be that guy, like I say, three or four. I mean, that's it. But we need Swider to be that seven-point-a-game player. That guy off the bench shooting that tray ball is a danger to kill you off the bench. We need that. And and, and 10 points is what I'm talking about. You see what um, Gillespie and what Daniels did? But here comes Swatter off the bench. He's a, he's a killer. Two for six from three. He done put two threes on the board. And then you look at Slater. Slater's athletic ability from both sides of the court playing defense and offense. That's his big thing. But he has to be a threat to score. That's all I was saying. Just be a threat to score. Go for it. I bet you with his length and his explosiveness, he can he can always get at least four points a game. And look at it. Four points, five rebounds. And, and he's long enough to get the rebounds. Like this, this is this is the Slater they recruited, and he's here. Now let's talk about next year a little bit. I just want to, I want to, you know, move in there. The starters, no doubt, gonna be Slater and Swatter. If 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 Robinson Earl, which I expect him to leave, he'll, he'll be gone. Jermaine Samuels is gone. he's bring in that 2021 class. Slater and Swatter are starting. There's nobody gonna knock them out of that. I think Slater starts. and Swatter starts. And as the season goes on, you'll get to see that it's the same thing from when Jenkins and Bridges all had to form into the starters and Hart, guys coming off the bench. You see it in Slate. I'm talking about like now. I think this game, seeing what he did, he's something to look at. And then you're looking at Dixon with all them guys coming up together. That's the front court. When when Dada leaves, Dixon is the center. It's not even an if and a but. That's your front court. Your front court is on the bench. Dixon, Slater, and Swatlin. Next year, Daniels comes back, which I think he will, no no doubt, because this draft, might it's going to be too much. As much as Daniels, this and that, um, this draft is going to be too much for Daniels. to. I think the next draft, he could be a lottery pick. And I'm just not exact. 2022 draft, just think about it. If he keeps playing like he is and shooting like he is, it's going to be undeniable out of Villanova. And he'll if he has a 17 point a game year where he passes the ball and scores, like we're talking something else right now. Like, Daniels looks good. He looks like a guy that is he's rejuvenated like Eric Pascal. Look at Pascal. Look at Pascal. The same thing happens to Pascal. He can shoot, look at him at six seven, he can shoot the trade ball. He's athletic, explosive, got in the best shape of his life. Daniels is that next guy. And he's a transfer. He's not going to leave after this year. He's going to play another year. He's going to be the point guard. He'll be the point guard, the guy with the ball in his hands. He can do so much with the ball now. A guy that could he could really average, no question, eighteen to twenty points easy because he's such an aggressive player and the way he plays and scores. And then you're talking about Justin Moore. See, Justin Moore, I always say he's a tricky one because you're looking at Villanova. Villanova wins championship, like I think they're going to do. Justin Moore's gonna be that hot guy coming from that team that's gonna be on draft boards come draft day if he keeps on shooting the way he's shooting from the long, long range. You know the game was a little tough this game, but he's a real good three-point shooter. If he becomes that guy, he I mean you got Samuels leaving, you got Gillespie leaving, you got uh Dada leaving, and then Robinson Earl. Justin Moore could get caught up in that, like that five before, When Jalen Brunson, Michael Bridges, uh, Dr. DiVincenzo, all was on that Amari Spellman, all of them was on there. It was four, all of them. Now it could be five because Justin Moore playing the second year, being that type of shooter in this type of league, he's going to really get him and Robinson Earl, that duo, just watch out for that duo. I'm telling you, just watch out for it. Now, looking at that team with Daniels, and then you still got Antoine coming back, which is crazy. Like, it's it's bananas right now looking at that team with Antoine. Because, I mean, Antoine's a sophomore. Antoine could very well play to his senior year now. It's it's, it's evident. Like, Antoine is going to be a guy that could very well be in the 2023 draft. Like, I I just, right now, it's hard. All scouts are going to be looking at him. But he hasn't got that point yet. But the thing is, this is the dangerous point. The more you stay in the Villanova system, it's proof. You get more of a, you become more of a savage. Look at Dante DiVincenzo when he got hurt. Look at Spelman after one year just having to sit out. You know, we really didn't get to do too much. But I'm talking about Dante DiVincenzo was actually recruited on the team. Wasn't academic ineligibility, none of that. He was on the team. Was hurt twice. Phil Booth, another guy. The longer you stay in Villanova system, the more you become a beast. Eric Pascal, another guy, had to sit out. That's the transfer, sit out. Boom. Here we go. So it's like, the, the longer you are with Villanova, the last year, Eric Pascal. The last year that Josh Hart played. The last year that Bridges played. The last year that Brunson played. When you get, the more you play, you get to that junior state, that three year state. When you hit that three year line, that third year, you just become something different in Villanova System. It's, it's I don't know what it is. You become something different. And look at Slater. Look at how he's playing. He plays like Josh Hart. He reminds me of a longer Josh Hart. You could kind of, he has the Josh Hart with the length of bridges. That's what he's like. Josh Hart with the length of bridges. I mean, shooting those threes like he did with the confidence he's doing, uh, getting put backs and making those, like he's, he looks like the old, he looks like the Brandon Slater that, that played from Paul IV. He, That That's what he looks like. He looks like that guy they recruited and that's scary. And it's going to be interesting to see will Cole Swider and Slater land up They stay if they become second-round picks or can one of them jump the first round because next year is going to be a different team. Antoine will be on next year's team. And will he start? Will it be Antoine? And will Slater be backing up? What's, how is that going to, you know, because no question he's going to be a, the sixth starter. Antoine can either get the starting position, but he's going to get the minutes to be effective. It's no doubt he's gonna get those minutes, and now you're looking at Trey Patterson coming in. It's really exciting to see Nana Njoku coming in because he's gonna get time. They need a center in there. That's why I was saying Will Baker could be something to look at because you know he's a another. They need a big man. It's only gonna be Njoku and Dixon. Um, the so Will Baker's something to think about. Um. Looking at Villanova's team next year with Cole Swider, the way he can score, the way he can play, the way he's pulling up and shooting mid-range jumpers on people. That's scary. Shooting mid-range jumpers. You know when you get that, that first look and it's not good and they jump up and he wasn't doing that. He was just throwing shots up. Now he's getting smarter. I mean, it's really good to see both these guys comfortable and playing like they're playing. This bench is good. And Dixon is just such a good, he, he, they're not recognize it now, but soon they're going to recognize Eric Dixon is a problem. When they get, you know, Dada back and the the, the depth is going to be crazy. You know, Archie is crazy because next year is going also going to see, Archie Econo has to get that time next year. It's, Brizzy probably is going to be red shirt. I think you red shirt Brizzy. I think you redshirt Brizzy. I think that's the best thing to do, redshirt Brizzy. Archie Diacono is going to be in there. Um, there's going to be a guard slot opening. Archie Diacono is going to get his time next year. They have a lot of confidence in Archie Diacono. So this is going to be an interesting four-guard four, four guard rotation. Longino is going to sit back. Who's going to, you know... It's going to be, Longino's going to get some three time, I think. Because now you're looking at Slater, and now we're looking at Antoine. I think Antoine could very well play some three. Now, I, I think there's no doubt Antoine could very well play some three. And I think whether Slater is starting or not, he's going to get a lot more time. Cole Swider gets the four position. Eric Dixon. That's, that's a, that, that is that's a three. Antoine, Swatter, and Dixon. So you got Antoine, Swatter, and Dixon, and then you'll have Kalyb Daniels and Justin Moore. That's still an effective five. And then you bring in Trey Patterson, who, who I think will play some four at that time, with Brandon Slater, and then Njoku, then you got Chris Archer-Jacken, you know. And then you think who will play? Would it be Jordan Longino? They, they got guards now. They can put Longino by the guard position. It's great. Like, they still have a deep team. And it's a real dangerous team next year. So now you think where do you rank that team? Uh, all the champions are gone. If, but if they win a championship, that's a whole nother team. That's a whole other squad. If they win a championship, that's a whole other squad. You bring Slater, bring Swider. Calib Daniels is really gonna be something to see. I mean, I think limits the limits of sky with his repertoire of scoring, and then you got Justin Moore. That'll be one of the most dangerous backcourts coming in next year. Justin Moore and Calib Daniels. 'Cause Justin Moore's not going anywhere until he leaves. I think you get nothing but he's not going anywhere. If you bring Brian Antoine and then you bring Cole Swatter and then Eric Dixon, that's another good front court. Villanova just looks real like another top five team next year. Because I really think that's it. I mean, you look at Slater, you know he's going to get time because the way he's playing, but Antoine is definitely going to get that small forward position next year. I, I, you're looking at the way Caleb Daniels, Antoine definitely gets that small forward position. It's no question. Antoine gets it. But the unfair thing is Brandon Slater is the backup. Whoa, and then you got Trey Patterson backing up Swatter. Oh my God, then in the backing up Dixon. What? And then it's the, the question is Archie And I believe it. I think Archie Diacono is a perfect Villanova player. I believe what Eric Dixon was saying about people were sleeping on him. How good he is. You know, you look at the coaching staff. They talk high on him. He's a guy that's going to be a shooter. I mean, if you're a shooter, you're really something in Villanova. You have a a chance in Villanova if you're a shooter. And he's a shooter. He's going to get some points. Now, the next guy coming off the bench, like I say, you're looking at guys and you're thinking, join Longino. I think Longino, or unless they let Dr. be a shooting guard, you let Brizzy come in and be the backup point guard. You can go so many ways now with this recruiting class. Then if kills comes, you know who's going to play. Then. You know Trevor kills plays. He's going to play. He's going to be the backup shooting. If Trevor Kills commits to Villanova, he's the backup shooting guard. That's just all that's going to happen. It's going to be Archie G. Akinow and Trevor Kills. That is it, period. Whatever Brizzy and Longino do, wherever they put them, but the guy that's gonna is gonna be Trevor kills That that's gonna be the guy. Him and Patterson will be the two guys. And Njoku because by default, because of the center position, even though Dixon will get a lot of time, Njoku's gonna get time because he's a backup center. And then Trey Patterson will come in, there and back up Cole Swatter, and Trevor kills will be the backup shooting guard or point guard. Cause both guys are really combo guards. Archie Chris Archie Archie D'Akano and Trevor kills are both combo guards. They can play either position. They can score from either position. They can defend either position. So that's going to make them a good team. And then you're looking at um, whoever they got that, you know, besides them. But that's they're going to be 10 deep again next year. And Daniels will be um, a senior. And so was Slater. And so was Swider. Then who comes next? That's why it's going to be Something a little, uh, it's going to be a little hard on people because the 2022 class is something to look at. Jalen Dern, Justice Williams, everybody wants to talk about. Listen, I think Mark Armstrong commits to Villanova. I think if anybody commits first, it's Mark Armstrong. I got an interview with him coming, all right? And Mark Armstrong is a beast. I mean, he's just the right player like Colin Gillespie. Like Ryan Archidiakono, like Jalen, they're just the right point guards. Just Angelo Brizzy. everybody talking about I guard you. Jay Wright picks the right point guards, the right people to bring the ball up. And when you fall all the way in, you succeed at Villanova as a point guard. Just look at the point guards from the Scotty Reynolds. Look at them. Like point guard, Jay Wright is a point guard coach. So, looking at Villanova here on this podcast, I want to tell y'all that Villanova is at that point. And, and we're going to talk about the 2022 class coming in because when Daniels leaves, I think Moore will be gone after that. I think that junior year will just be too good. I don't, I don't think Moore is going to stay four years. He's just too good after that. So, you're looking at Daniels, Moore, Slater, Swider, all gone. Now you look at this Trey Patterson time. But then again, is Antoine going to stay? Will he be gone? See, it's, it's a lot of questions. Will Antoine and Moore be there? It's a lot of questions to their team. But if their team went like I think they would, because that's a real competitive team, I think Antoine and Moore and Daniels and Swider are all gone, plus Slater, they're gone. Now you're talking about Patterson and Longino, because Longino can play the three, but, Let's think about this. Let's really think about this. The 2022 class. If Jalen Dern don't go to go go to the league, he will be the center for the Villanova Wildcats. And you're looking at, or oh, he'll be power forward, one or the other. Because Dixon's going to be there, but Dixon can move to the fourth. That's the front court with Trey Patterson. That's that front court. And if Justin Williams... Justice Williams, like his plan is to be, he will be the shooting guard. And you're talking about point guard, Angelo Brizzy will still be there. That will be the, that's it, Angelo Brizzy. Now we're gonna look at to see who else comes in there and who helps who. We're gonna see that we know Dern's the one guy who's gonna definitely to play center or power forward. Either way, but Justice Williams, the guy that can come in there and actually stay for a couple of years. Is Longino going to be the guy? Who's going to win that out? Because Longino's no slouch. It's good as Justice Williams is. If Trevor Kills commits to Nova. kills is starting over anybody. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm telling the people right now. Justice Kills is, is, but at the same time, will it happen like that? Because once you get in Nova, both of y'all got to compete. It's really really something. If Trevor Kills commits to Nova, I think that could really affect Justice Williams because you're going to look at Kills and you look at how talented of a guy he is and what's Justice Williams going to come in there and do. Both guys being from classes one and back from each other, you would think that, okay, he's taking my time. So I, I really, it's it's going to be something to look at. It could kind of be like the Scotty Lewis, Brian Antoine situation, where they don't get both; they just get Jalen Dern. Then you look. I mean, what if they get Justice Williams and Trevor kills But I don't think. I, I really think if they get if they don't get Trevor kills they're going in on Justice Williams so hard. It's just really going to be fun to look at this. Jairus Walker, they haven't gave him an offer yet. I think they're just looking at their team. Think about it. I just named all the guys. Trey Patterson comes in there. Does Jairus Walker take Trey Patterson position? How does that work? Does, does Kentucky go for Jairus Walker? We, Jalen Duren was already a top. So so Kentucky doesn't affect Jalen Duren's future. That's why I tell people, oh, think Kentucky's not that team no more when it comes to NOVA. The only thing separating NOVA and Kentucky, Kentucky doesn't make you an NBA prospect. NBA prospects just look at Kentucky because Kentucky was the first school getting the one-and-done kids. And they get the one-and-done kids, and the one-and-done kids want to go to the blue-blood school. But it's not like that no more. They're not like the must-have school anymore. They're just a popular school. Jalen Dern knows he'll be the number top three pick regardless of where he goes. And does Villanova have one and done? Yes, they have one and done because they're going after Jalen Dern It's big on. Now this is a big, like they didn't go after Jalen green, but they're going after Jalen, Jalen Dern, especially a guy I think was really important is that a guy that's in the city. He's from Philly and they're trying to go after that big, listen, these guys weren't from Philly I don't think they'll be going so hard both these guys are from Philly so Villanova is going to make a big run at both and if you look at Justice Williams like I say man like he's not the type of guy who's an ultimate one and done I just think he's a good player that could be a three and done and he can be on the, on the bench with Trevor kills or any of them but I just feel like if, if you're coming in a class behind a guy you might not want to go. Who knows? You might not want to. Because if you look at that bench, right? And you get Trey Patterson at the three. With Dixon and Dern. Now, you're looking at the, the bench. Does Justice Williams get time at the three? Look how they play Caleb Williams. Is he backing up kills Or is he backing up Patterson? That would be something to see if he would want to go through there. I think that's what happened with Quinterly. Quinterly is looking at Alabama. And he has the keys now. He has the keys. They wasn't looking like that. Look how many years Gillespie played. And Quinterly just didn't want to wait. He didn't want to get in that position to just be a. I don't think he wanted to be a combo guard. He just wanted to be the point guard. And he didn't see that no. And like I said, the, the the third team, like I said, looking at Trevor Kills, Angelo Brizzy, Jalen Duren, Eric Dixon, and Trey Patterson. If you don't think that's a good team, just say no drugs. And we're just talking about, they're going to get one of those two guys. If they don't get Jalen Duren, they're going to get Justice Williams. That's just automatic. I just think, and then you're looking at Jarius Walker. Uh, it's another guy, Corey Floyd. I think they will want both those guards if they don't get kills. I think both those guards could both come to, to Villanova, Corey Floyd and Mark Armstrong. I think that puts them in that position to go for almost a five-man team if you can go, because they, they'll they put a lot of, of go after in Jalen Duren, and they'll go after Justice Williams. And then you're looking at Jairus Walker. Are they going? To, I think he'll eventually get because Jairus Walker is definitely getting recruited by Villanova. He's going to get an offer eventually. Villanova just waiting, patiently waiting. They know they can give him an offer. I think they they know that Jairus Walker would come to them, and that would set that that whole recruiting thing off. I think Jairus Walker, just like Trey Patterson, is going to be a Villanova Wildcat. He's going to be one of their highest recruits in a very long time. Matter of fact, since Brian Antoine and Jerrod Robinson Earl. And then you're talking about if they can somehow, if they can get five guys on this this, could be, this, this would be Jay Wright's best class. If they can get Mark Armstrong, Corey Floyd, and I'm just saying if they don't get Trevor Kills, they get Mark Armstrong, Corey Floyd, Justice Williams, J.S. Walker, and Jalen Dern. This is the best class Villanova's ever had. If took if, it if like this, if they get Trevor Kills in this one, which I think it'll happen, and they won't get Corey Floyd because they don't have four spots. They get Trevor Kills. And these four slots, they get Jalen Dern, Justice Williams, Mark Armstrong, and Corey Floyd. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, now the thing is this, that, that's the four class because that's the four offers. But when Jairus or Walker comes up, I think I think if they don't get Trevor Kills, they're going to mm-hmm. offer Jairus mm-hmm. Walker. I'm talking about immediately. But, just say that they don't get Trevor Kills. I still think they offer Jairus Walker. I think they still give it to him and see who who commits first. I think they really try to go after a class that has Jairus Walker, Justice Williams, Jalen Duran, and Mark Armstrong. I think that's that's that class that's going to come up. I think eventually those are the four guys. I think they offered Derrick Whitehead. Eventually down the line, I think he's a guy that you've been looking at also. 2023 is Sean Simmons and Imani Hansberry. I mean, Villanova's really on a level of recruiting that you have to really look at, right? I don't think y'all really understand what's going on. Like, Villanova is the team of the decade. Everybody wants a piece of Villanova. It's just like, okay, how long? Do I have to prepare, but you know, people that want to prepare and get better go to Nova. People that wanna do one and done go to Kentucky and do. It's just how it is. If he's a one and done, oh, oh, will he come here and but Jay Wright always makes exception. And notice he always makes an exception for the guy that's out of Pennsylvania. Lonnie Walker, one and done. Cameron Reddish, one and done. Jalen Dern, one and done. He's going after you if you're in his if you're in the state. I mean it depends on who you are. I mean, if he knows you're a certain type of high-level talent, because there's some P.A. talents he didn't go for. I might have looked at him, but he ain't really go for him. All right, um, football. Uh, Isaiah Rodgers, top guy. We're going to get back to basketball. got some news for y'all. Um, Top guy, Isaiah Rodgers, three-star defensive tackle. If Villanova make a move with this guy, It's curtains. It's curtains. If Villanova makes a move, and I mean they're still recruiting them, but what I mean by make a move, they get to commit. Go hard, get a commit because he's gonna wait the signing day. You're gonna see the interview that comes out. More and more is gonna come out about that. Villanova, I mean, getting Antonio Johnson was huge. Huge. To go with Mitchell Bothwell, who's another three-star tight end. Huge. You know, you, you got the talent, uh, you know, you got Jack Stanton, the guy they switched from uh, the elite defensive end to tight end. I mean, they're really going to have a strength right there. And then you still got that running back, the running back's here, and the linebackers are starting to grow out. We're going to see what happens. There's a lot of guys that we haven't seen yet. And they're, they're building. I'll talk more about that next one on over radio, but it's huge. Um, next I got coming up is the Sixers radio. Yes, indeed, I will talk about the Sixers, more about what's going on. Um, next podcast coming up, but um, also Christina Doss leads the Dennis Dillon era in Villanova, Lucy Olson, Kathleen Orohel. Listen. You have to understand, like, these is a bad group of girls right here, man. We're talking about one of the best two-way forwards and Christina Dawes. Can't wait to see her play. I really think Dennis Dillon, I mean, give it a five-year span, and you'll see a championship in Villanova. It's going to be the best era in Villanova basketball. I mean, Dennis Dillon is the truth. They made a good choice at the Harry, man. They really did. Um, I'm out, y'all. Glenn Over Radio. And I will be back on Follow the Leader again. So follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, follow the leader. <laughs>